0: Welcome back to the Supporting Local podcast. I am Chris Saunders, and today we're chatting to Tara from Refuse Chocolate. Now, as someone who doesn't really drink tea or coffee, if you want to get hot chocolate, you've got to go to Refuse Chocolate. And if you haven't tried one, then you really, really need to. They also do the best brownie kits ever, like you will honestly think you're like a professional baker once you make them. So we're going to be chatting about all the work that they do with Flourish and I, the shift from farmers markets to shopping online and how it's affected the business and also some very important self care tips and I mean we all need a wee bit of self care don't we. So as usual all links for Tara and Refi Chocolate and everything is down below in the description so make sure to go and have a little nosy and i highly recommend the brownie kits because you just can't beat them honestly you can't beat them and if you enjoy this episode and i really hope you do please go over to our podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast leave us a little review let me know what you think and also who you want me to chat to next and let's go chat to tara so i'm tara and uh, my
1: job title is Chief potion maker
0: fantastic um,
1: so I chose that title because when I was younger, um, we grew up on a farm and I was always you know, mixing concoctions and puddles and troughs and all sorts of things. Then the kitchen as well, milkshakes and all sorts of coke floats and all sorts of things. So I thought the title was appropriate instead of something like boring, like company director. <laughs> and any of that crack? Refuge started because I volunteer for an anti-human trafficking charity called Flourish NI and it's the only anti-human trafficking charity in Northern Ireland to provide long term support for survivors of human trafficking and by human trafficking I mean because a lot of time people think it's sex trafficking and yes that is part of it and a lot of people also think it's just women and it is women but it's also men and children and the families around that in Northern Ireland especially it's the farming fishing industry apple orchards and then you can look into the whole beauty industry and it can be nail bars beauticians
0: okay. and even like-
1: Car wash industry and all sorts so it's vast yeah. so basically I volunteered for the charity I saw that it would be good to make it more sustainable because obviously a charity relies on a lot of grant funding and things like that which is great when it's around and when people do write the grant applications which can be ridiculously crazy applications to try and get your head around so essentially I was trying to think of an idea and I thought of a few things pushed like maybe one or two to see if anything happened a new sort of social enterprise would maybe work because that was the background I'd come from. Before Refuge, I ran another social enterprise, but it was about arts and crafts and children and personal development and life skills. And it was about using recycled and everyday objects to make like toys and games and things like that. And I suppose before that, my background is in the arts, so, fine and applied arts, what I stuttered, st- stuttered, <laughs> studied. <laughs> so yeah so I was just trying to sort of see what maybe sort of would work for Flourish and one of the things I sort of tried was a like healthy dinner club okay so going to people's houses and sort of talking about like food and nutrition and stuff like that and it just didn't feel like sort of right fit I go to the gym and I do CrossFit at the minute so doing that for a few years so yes I'm always interested in food so that I sort of tried that angle and literally was driving along then one day in the car and I find like the car takes me to a different space in my head like a lot of the time I suppose your attention's like caught off doing other things but like when you're driving you're just sort of focusing on the one thing and there's a chance for things to incubate in your head so literally driving along and the name Refuge and hot chocolate fell into my head and I was like whoa what a word totally <laughs> out of the blue and so clear like to this day like I can tell you where I was I was in the car and I was driving past the Strand Cinema and the Hollywood Road yeah and exactly the traffic lights at that <laughs> junction between Hollywood Road and Belmont Road that's where it happened and I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" So I'm a Christian so I believe like that was definitely God inspired mm-hmm. and it's the the one time in my life that like, God's voice was so so clear. And I was like, "Flip, what is this?" Like it literally, you know, nearly sort of shook you. So I went home and started looking online and researching and trying different recipes and stuff like that. I wouldn't have been at that stage a uh, tea or coffee drinker, really. I would have drank hot chocolate mm-hmm. and like holidays or anywhere I was going, I would have always tried the hot chocolate and it was never good enough. It was always so watery and, yeah. you know, a bit of chocolate over the top of it. So um, I was skiing in France, um, or sorry, Italy, um, Andorra one year and I got hot chocolate up the mountain and I was like, flip, what is this stuff? Like it's like pure, it's like crack <laughs> it's like, like it was super thick and luxurious and I was like, "No, what it? Like it was so Moorish that I'd never had something like that and it was literally like melted chocolate so I suppose that logged in my head that that was the sort of you know level that I was trying to, I was trying to get to so I tried different recipes and made up stuff and whatnot and looked around and got people to try things and then I had maybe about five or so different recipes I'd whittled it down to and got friends and whatnot to basically vote which was their favorite. And the still the recipe that we use today is the recipe that people chose, and that was probably around two thousand seventeen. I set up the company February two thousand seventeen, but it probably wasn't like function until two thousand eighteen. Okay, so that's the birth of Refuge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so did you? Oh, I start in the hot chocolate then. Ever since you kind of, well, it kind of came. to you in the car? Is that just what you went straight into, and then you started to expand like from that?
1: Yeah, so at the beginning, it was literally just hot chocolate. We recently rebranded there in December Mm -hmm. 2020 to Refuge Chocolate, just to sort of, so we can put our feelers out a wee bit further. Because, yeah, it did start as Refuge Hot Chocolate, and the chocolate that we made was, like, in a jar, and it was thick and you could eat it hot you could eat it cold but you needed to refrigerate it and that was the issue because like when you're trying to sell it into shops and things or trying to move it across the country like that becomes difficult because a lot of shops don't have refrigerators or don't have the space in the refrigerator and it just becomes annoying trying to move things across the country I began to sort of try and experiment to see well what's the other options of this and work with like the University of Ulster through Invest NI trying to do that but it came to nothing so through my own experiments then and fiddling about and potion making (laughs) and I came to like a dry product so we do have that now so we have our hot chocolate blend which is like ground down chocolate and we have our hot chocolate melts they're like sort of solid chocolate Mm -hmm. shaped but essentially if you make it all and follow the recipe on our packaging you'll have exactly the same thing as was we used to sell in the jars yeah Um, and if you make it up you can keep it in your fridge and let it chill and then just eat it cold, um, or just eat it hot like you make it. So that's where sort of the hot chocolate, yeah, started and moved to, um, and different flavours obviously now I have. And then just trying to do stuff outside of that, things that complement hot chocolate, or things to sort of complement chocolate, like sort of brownie kits, or chocolate coffee, or would sort of throw marshmallows, or you know, handmade marshmallows are the odd sort of things about the place just to keep things interesting. The core of me really <laughs> would be creativity, so I need to have like you know something that keeps on pulling me back so my brain doesn't go you know into some sort of crazy yeah. realm of creativity. Um, and I suppose like having a you know, refuge chocolate, it always have to have some sort of chocolate theme is really good for me. And I, that was a decision that i would made not to call it refuge foods or refuge something else because that just opens up the horizon for me to just go mental.
0: Yeah, you um, get too carried away. Yeah, totally, totally. So how do you come up with your new ideas for like new products and new flavours and things? Because I know the marshmallows, I think were quite recent. And how have they gone down? Is it just like an occasional thing or do you think it'll be like a permanent add-on in a way to the shop?
1: My idea is like there's so many of them that it's it's, it's more restraining and picking the ones, trying to horse and race, you know, which are the ones that are going to work. And you know, to be honest, sometimes you don't really know. Like Brownie Kit, I brought out at the start of lockdown. I sort of positioned it that it was, you know, for kids that were at home was covering sort of the teaching points of human trafficking and fair trade and stuff like that and you're also then obviously teaching home economics and things like that too which was great and I think the parents probably enjoyed it maybe more than the kids actually (laughs) (laughs) because the, the goods produced at the end and obviously loads of adults buy it too and it's so easy to make so that was one thing that sort of went really well I suppose things come about because I just sort of keep an eye on what's going on and in the market wise and sort of trying to see what would work or i come up with an idea that i think might work and sort of experiment with it but yeah it's trying to get it to a selling point fairly quickly because like when you're busy making other products you don't want do you know to spend all your time and money and efforts like coming up with new product ideas and yeah. then kind of package those do you know that's a big cost like you really have to know a product's going to work before you go down the line of packaging because like to make any sort of money then in that product like the packaging costs need to be fairly low so you need to be like buying you know x amount of thousand of packaging so you can't yeah. just like throw out really one-off things. The likes of marshmallows and things, obviously hot chocolate marshmallows makes sense. Cookies, brownies that go with the hot chocolate or whatever yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, and as I suppose like there's loads of other people that are like selling chocolate bars, selling chocolate sweets. So it's China, I suppose, Refuge exists in that sort of in-between where we don't position ourselves as yeah. making chocolate or sweets because there's people already doing that and it's it's amazing stuff so you know we sort of try and fall in the in-between chocolatey goodies and really it's more about the message you know and that was the whole point and refuge was it's more about the message and in all our branding and everything and everything that we do it's you know communicating about human trafficking and um, about what's going on and about all our packaging all our ingredients everything is as fair trade as possible if we weren't doing that like to me there's no point in existing because that's the whole why and and that's why people buy I know as a consumer like I'm buying the products that have the extra it's great bread or you know it's great coffee or it's great you know, but what is the extra You yeah, know, like
0: why? what do they actually do to help someone else yeah
1: why would I do that you know I'm going to talk about we as, as entrepreneurs obviously do you talk about we 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 you just talk about that like we trying to pretend there's a whole crew behind you but essentially it's me yeah <laughs> Um, there's two or three freelance staff that I have coming in and they're sort of coming in helping with the bigger orders like hamper companies and things like that are obviously um, trying to get in for Christmas at the minute and things so they're in doing that and like I would take on the clients from Flourish so people that have been Mm -hmm. trafficked and that was always the opening that I wanted to have with Refuge is the people that have been trafficked it's an opportunity for them to sort of get involved in the packaging process of Refuge or whatever way that they feel if they're able or want to in other ways get involved and to help their confidence and self-esteem and give them skills and something they can put in their CV that they're able to get jobs or whatnot that can be hard at times when somebody essentially doesn't speak any english or yeah. doesn't have english as a first language
0: no i think it's so special what you do and it's so magic in a way to hear that you started with flourish first and then went into the chocolate you know i always thought kind of you started up refuge chocolate and then you wanted to help so you just chose floors. but the fact that you've always supported them and you do so much and get them involved and everything it's just amazing so but as you were saying about your brownie kits I remember over lockdown my sister bought me a few of them and they are incredible they are honestly the best brownies in the whole world Thanks so
1: much honestly they're pretty, they're pretty special I have to say I just have to try and just eating them with <laughs> Open when I'm making them for markets and
0: things, <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Like, we ordered a big tray for my sister's hand, and there was some left over, and I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> do you know? <laughs> we get to even more them. I love them. So, what would an average day look like for you then? As you're saying, you mostly do this all on your own. So, what's the kind of process?
1: So, my eyes open in the morning, and I'm usually on my phone trying to help my eyes open up um, (laughs) because i go to the gym most mornings well every morning really and the class is at six so i'm up to start for five and my girlfriend's made the coffee which is great (laughs) which also helps
0: yeah it was yeah i
1: love it in my eyes (laughs) and she drives which is good as well i feel like i'm a looked after woman so (laughs) too. But um, so I go to the gym and then after the gym, I'm usually sort of, I'm waiting for her a wee bit. So I'm like on phone, sort of checking emails, checking social media for refuge and whatnot, just to try and get my head in that space before I, I go in um, and get a plan of action. Um, and then I've, I've moved premises there recently. Mm-hmm. so um, We're on the Bearsbridge Road now in a place called Ono Cork Mill, which is, it's an old mill, it's a beautiful building. So it's an old mill, so I'm, I'm in there. So. I leave my girlfriend to work and then I come in to work. So I'm here from about half eight on the ground and sometimes there's deliveries or whatever that arrive, so I'm bringing those in. At the minute, the milk making is priority because it's just put to the, the pedal up until and after Christmas, so... Um, straight in get the machines up and running start melting the chocolate because that's like chocolate you just can't fire it up to any temperature and melt, melt it like you have to temper it so it has mm-hmm. to be just temperatures and things do that um, and then it could lead to anything it's just trying I suppose when you're running the show it's just trying not to be firefighting and jump at whoever sort of shouts the loudest like you know Cause an email could come in looking at something or whatever and like there's other things that maybe need done so i'm trying to look at like the web orders people that put in orders like bigger orders over the email or whatnot trying to do all that and um, getting prepared for the staff coming in to wrap melts and all sorts um and also if they're doing anything else like have a sort of a list of things for them to do checking emails admin stuff because in business like it's really ninety-eight percent if not more admin. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Unfortunately. <laughs> Which
1: is horrific. Yeah, yeah. So um yeah, I spend a lot of time doing that. So I hardly sit down between going between making things, packing things, on the emails, sorting the staff out. So it's just sort of constant. I try to take a lunch. So as long as you get something in my mouth, some variation of food is good, it's hard just to sort of sit down at lunchtime because obviously sort of staff are looking in and whatnot and the chocolate might be like once the chocolate's to temperature like it's a cram but you have to go to it Like it's, <laughs> it's not like you leave it by itself. so I yeah. try to work out between that doing other things so I try to finish about five o'clock that can become really hard depending on the time of year sometimes it's well after five and finishing and yeah other people are roped in because so I could be getting like you know, 70 orders a day on the website like yeah. sort of Christmas never mind all the shop Orders and things like that. So, yeah, that's pretty much the usual day. Sometimes I would do like markets at the weekend, and in that case, I do try to maybe take a bit of time off during the week because, like, you can't be working, you know six seven hours weekdays and it's really important self-care and i know like about the staff one of the girls this morning was like look i didn't sleep well can i come in later and i'm like yeah definitely because like i know i'm not going to get the best out of her if she's wrecked and she's going to get sick and run down and things so it's really important self-care and i suppose that's just that's the mantra i have in my head about myself as well do self-care look after yourself because even if I tell myself that over and over again, if I do even a slight amount of that, it's better than doing nothing. So
0: Yes, as you're saying just about your orders and everything, you had a absolutely massive order recently, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so we're getting to the end of that now. So um we have I think there was like sixty seven boxes that had to go. So I think Jeez. we're at sixty today. So and in that there's like two hundred melts in a box. So it's like nearly, well, over, over 13,000 melts. That's, that's for a um, And then there was one that went out last week. It was a big order too, of like 800 chocolate spreads and then 800 melts. So yeah, that's the 1300 order, or 13,000, sorry, is um, it's the biggest order we've had. And the other company with the, the chocolate spreads and whatnot, we work them all the time. And that's just the start of their Christmas order, which there'll be many more of those. <laughs> Madness.
0: It's obviously completely fantastic. And... Do you know all the work then or all the money and everything that goes to them flourish but it's also probably just a bit crazy for you whenever you see $13 and you're like oh I I have to make this
1: funny enough like one of the one of the girls that freelances for me she wants to start um her own bakery business and that was sort of the big reason why she was coming in because she so she sort of wants a bit of mentoring really and mm-hmm. um, no bother at all like I have no bother mentoring especially women because like you know business can be a man's world a lot of the time yeah. and I'm a big advocate of you know women especially young women wanting to do things for her to come in and there was another girl as well from Flourish, these interests in and sort of business too and be able to speak to them and show them practically like this is a temperature check this is you know what you actually need to do when you're running a business instead of them watching stuff online or reading things and being like flip and like feeling like they're you know it's totally over your head because the people told me all the things that I needed to do I you just just walked out the door and said, yeah okay i do something else especially in the food industry like the food industry the legal side of it is and you know food safety and hygiene and all is just ridiculous so especially like somebody that's with flourish doing one of the people have been trafficked you know she's coming from a different country and coming into northern ireland culture european culture and like the standards are totally different like around food from what you know she would be used to Never be able to see that or get exposed to that unless you come like to somewhere and yeah see that with with refuge. And I know like I'm a practical learner. and I need to see to understand. Um, so it's great that they can be in there and seeing that. And obviously, you know, when you're around them, x amount of hours a day or whatever, they can be asking me things that you know they just think off the top of their head or whatever. And it's great for me because it's it's new energy. And you know, they're suggesting ideas and stuff like that. And and that's what I want. I want other people, you know, to take the ownership of of refuge as well because. People are passionate, like you said, about the cause, and and they want to feel like they're part of it. Yeah. I think it's really important for like staff to feel like they're they're part of something, and they're working for more than just like going to work, coming back from work, you know.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, like they're working more than just for money. Like they're actually making a difference and doing some good. Yeah, as you kind of mentioned, coming up to Christmas. Obviously, you are flat out, but do you have any exciting products coming soon that you can give us a little teaser for?
1: To be fair, what well, I'm trying to do, not come up with anything. <laughs> because there's like, there's, you know, Too it busy. Just, Yeah, if I've got like 20, 25 different products, like you're having to make and stock all of those. And trying to control stock levels can just be ridiculous. You now there is things on the website there that, people aren't going to buy necessarily the rest of the year it's only going to be for like special occasions yeah. like there's a mega hot stuff bundle on the website and it's like you know enamel cup and a wee burner and handmade marshmallows and hot chocolate and a wee like whiskey thing and all and it's like 25 pounds so like you know, you're know, you not going to come back regularly and buy that so it's great for like presents and things so stuff like that will probably take off yeah closer to christmas um, and i'll probably throw like maybe the old like mallows or something the old sort of thing on there just to keep it interesting usually you can usually see it when i throw it up on social media and then people jump onto the website after <laughs> seeing it um but no it's china do the opposite nearly for me it's China, you know right don't come up with any ideas tara don't just keep the blinkers on yeah just churning out you know what you have because it's prime hot chocolate season really and that's what's little shift and then it's throwing things in especially in the website like people are on to buy gifts or whatever The brand hot chocolate and they'll maybe buy mallows or i'll put on fudge or something like that they'll maybe like do you know buy wee add-ons like that mm, you know lovely
0: where do you think you'd like to be in the future do you say like five years time what would be the big dream for refuge
1: well i've only been in here probably three four weeks in the new office <laughs> <laughs> and last week funny one of the companies that we'd work with for the hampers especially like they said, you know, any chance of the upscaling soon? And I was like, mate, I'm it's just been. Three weeks. <laughs> Give us a chance. Because he was looking something like twenty thousand melts or something. Oh, yeah. Literally, we are not the Cadbury's factory. Yeah. There is not mass machinery here. <laughs> handmade, hand wrapped. How many? Like I can only fit to you know, a certain amount of people in this place that people can move.
0: Yeah. So
1: um, yeah, stuff stuff like that. Like even being in the this sort of space at the minute, once people are like, Oh, it's massive, and then once you move everything in and you've got a few staff in you know wrapping or whatever packaging things like it's not it's not big and you've got 66 boxes plus sitting around to go on a pallet like the place becomes very small you know so yeah i know it's it's great to be here and it's great to be in this new space but people would have asked i suppose in the past well, what's your five-year plan and everything but like things move so quickly now like your five-year plan is literally your five-day plan you know (laughs) like especially with COVID, like it's thrown the world like upside yeah. down, trends and culture and everything has just changed how it's done. Like even sort of pre-COVID, like I would have been out at farmers markets like flat out and events like that, whereas COVID put everything online. So, yeah, it's trying to, I suppose it's trying to work out that balance. Like I always said, I don't want to do farmer markets for like ever. And it's sort of that the tilts sort of happen at the minute, you know, do I? Don't uh, and I don't think the trades at the farmers markets and things at the minute for some reason, which is weird. I thought people would be more about supporting local, but it's a strange one. But maybe more towards Christmas. So, yeah, just I suppose it's, I'm just getting used to the staff thing at the minute. So, it's for me personally, trying to be a good boss. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the new learning experience. So yeah. I suppose the immediate future probably anyway is, you know, trying to look at how I best do that and how I best support the staff and how I bring people into this space and what that looks like. And obviously, you know, reporting about impact reporting because like having people, you know, been trafficked and whatnot and you know, giving feedbacks, things like that. So it's working out that sort of thing. The bossy sort of feedback sort of stuff um, is probably, yeah, with the the future and working out, you know, maybe where my position is you know do i stay on the ground for the foreseeable do i sort of pull myself back for the whatever that looks like so yeah, yeah just trying to feel that all right
0: just what you mentioned there about with covid and everything everything moved online how did you find it did you notice like an in- big increase because everyone was all supporting local or a bit of a decrease like because obviously you weren't doing all the markets and the events or does it kind of the same or how was it for you
1: i think there's a big increase in sales yeah online and i'd only sort of started the website not long before that christmas last year it was absolutely mental because obviously everybody had to buy online it was so i'm trying to prepare for this year but it's hard to know is that going to look the same yeah. because obviously like the shops but i know a lot of people obviously buy online too um so it's, it's trying to it's trying to work that out farmers markets and things before covid the turnover i made it like they would have been way way higher than now like at the minute I just think it's really strange I can't work that one out about the farmers markets and things like I said maybe towards Christmas it'll be different but like it's really really bad and I don't know like the footfall I don't know if the footfall is there or if people maybe the footfall is there and people just aren't buying yeah I'm I'm not sure about that one I'm still I'm trying to personally work that one out all the time and have a answer on it
0: no it's so odd but just to wrap up then have you get any advice for other small businesses
1: just do it just try it just have a go, just do the best you can and, yeah, see what comes out of it. And I suppose behind that, like I never, setting up refuge or doing anything, like I never want to be, you know, sitting in a Moroccan chair when I'm whatever age thinking, oh, you know, having any regrets, you know, thinking I wish it on this, I wish it on that. So, yeah, just do it and ask. Northern Ireland is such an incredible culture for just being able to ask and people telling you how it is. Like the farmer's markets have been great because like you get all the details of where do you get that package and who have you been talking to? Who do you stock? Who do you ask? Just ask, ask, ask. And people are so helpful and so vulnerable with the information. And, and I really think that's very specific to Northern Ireland and Ireland. I don't think that that's the case that people are so open with information. So just do it and ask
0: i love that short and sweet well Ty, thank you so much for coming on my podcast today it was so lovely to chat to you and i cannot wait to get some more of your hot chocolate for christmas i'm pretty sure we have some of it in the cupboard already the we melts
1: thanks so much for having me on really appreciate it and um thanks everybody for listening
0: isn't she just the nicest person ever and honestly when i say her brownies are good i mean her brownies are unreal you need to go and try them if you want to go and have a look at the different products that Refuse Chocolate do, you can have a little nosy over in the description. All links for Refuse Chocolate and Flourish and I are there. And please go over and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. It would mean the world to me. And do you know what? I'm just a wee bit nosy to see what you think. But I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So I'll see you then.